so I saw them on TV shows, you know, Third Rock and uh, Home Improvement. Third Rock is and I was just so like, good and Home Improvement. Yeah. Like, you were like, are, I want to be that guy. I, w- I want to be them. <laughs> also, I wanted longer hair. <laughs> I was like, that's not longer hair. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, I wanted, I wanted to be an actor and I just never made any steps toward it. I, never I was going to say, did you? Parents, what? Nope. Nope. They might be listening to this and be like, I didn't know you wanted to be an actor because I did not tell them. Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee or a Red Bull and buckle up for today's episode. Hi. Okay. Hey. <laughs> oh, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like this week has been yes. a very long week yes. for so many different reasons. Um, yeah, and I feel like I've been in a fog all week too. Just like oh, yeah. tired. Yeah. Then, yeah. Well you you are also like traveling yesterday. <laughs> That's true. I did. I was in the car for six hours yesterday. And then also working in between that and, you know, traveling back from after working when you're all sweaty and gross is, and you have to be in the car for three hours. is Uh Not fun. It's gross. No, (laughs) no. It's always fun traveling out there because you're like, you're you're hyped up and you're like, oh, this is going to be a great shoot. We're going to be at this location. The light's going to be perfect because we're getting Mm -hmm. out there at this time. And then on the way back, you're just like, I am tired. I'm exhausted from talking constantly uh, for this entire photo shoot. Yeah, being on. Yep. Like I had, I had a small pretty quick photo shoot this morning and still afterwards i was like i didn't have coffee before this this and... heat man it takes it out of you you know and it oh, wasn't yeah. necessarily yeah. that it was like super hot yesterday it was just really humid because it kept on trying to rain mm-hmm. down there and thankfully yeah. it did not rain while we were shooting because we were really worried about that but yeah I bet. but i'm really sad i can't show sneak peeks of that because there's no bridal yeah 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 that is the worst part about doing uh bridal sessions i know usually i'm pretty good about like uh i mean usually the dress isn't ready like months and months in advance right so it's just a couple months before yeah so it's just a couple months it's like okay but i did i did a bridal shoot last year and we did her her bridals in may they didn't get married until February of this year. 
Well, I mean, I did like four bridal sessions right before COVID hit and we had to reschedule a bunch of weddings. So I can't oh, show yeah. any of those until they're nope. reschedules. <laughs> so uh, there's that too. <laughs> yep. There's that. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I didn't, yeah. uh, I had a couple of bridal sessions scheduled for mm. like April and then yeah. we just, we had to yeah, I had to do that too. I had to reschedule some of them. Uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not sitting on any right now. <sighs> I'm sitting on like four or five right of. now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more than that actually due to COVID. But because yeah. I've shot like three or four in the last like two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's all the all the brides that have rescheduled are getting in, you know. Getting it done. Right. Yeah. So we've got we got lots lots of good stuff coming once I can finally share it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I found it's been weird because I I had a few that that moved their wedding from the spring to this fall, and now mm-hmm. like I've already gone through the part of my workflow where I send them certain articles and stuff, yeah. and I talk to them about the wedding day and and those different things. I'm like, oh yeah, now would be the time that I'd be sending this, but. I sent that to them in January yeah. because that was. That Maybe was you could send a reminder though. You could send it again and just say, Hey, I know I sent this a few months ago, but mm-hmm. it's coming up again and you've probably right. forgotten. Here's a reminder. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. Something I've, like that. I did. I've done that with this, uh, this coming month's brides where we had already done like their, uh, they'd already filled out their wedding day questionnaire, but like right before I actually mm-hmm. did their timeline and shot list COVID hit. So I didn't ever finalize that. And so I've got a few coming up this next month that we have to finalize all that. And so I just sent them their, like a PDF of their questionnaire and was like, Hey, is everything still the same on this? What changes do we need to make that kind of thing? So you know, kind of got them thinking about it. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. been, uh, that's been pretty weird for, cause like you and I are both very, uh, questionnaire heavy people. Yeah. Um, and it's been, it's been interesting cause I had like this last month I did two weddings where they hired me a week or two before the wedding. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, me too. Yeah. And it was just like, Hey, our photographer dropped out or hey uh, we want to do videography or we want to do like live streaming for our families so I don't have all of the info and I'm like looking up their names like what are their names okay I gotta like keep it on my phone because I'm like I haven't been talking to you over the course of a year it's you just got into my inbox like Monday and now it's Friday and it's your wedding Uh, I know it's crazy it's been weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's always weird because yeah, I'm used to having like a ton of communication with my couples and like really knowing where they're at, working through yeah. their timeline, their shot list, all that stuff. And it's like, I mean, I had one couple who they had planned on so weird. It's the second couple that I've had since, um, everything reopened that had planned on eloping to, um, to, to not Bali. Uh, why do I want to say Bali? Not Bali. Uh, another B. Uh, that sounds good. Uh, Bora Bora. <laughs> okay. Um, so I already did the one, their wedding. They hired me like the week before their wedding. And then this one, it was about a month uh-huh. out and their, their wedding is in a couple weeks, but um, they just hired me like a week and a half ago. And like, I was like, okay, so 
and but they're still gonna have it like elopement style there's only gonna be like five people there and so i was like okay so what time is your ceremony gonna start and they're like we don't know why don't you tell us (laughs) i was like got you put together their timeline and and i was like so how does this look they're like that looks great like awesome (laughs) so it's very new for me (laughs) but it's a weird time so it's it's a weird time yeah It is. It is. It's very different. I feel like uh, weddings, for a while at least, are going to be are going to be yeah, a little They're weird. Be, yeah, yeah. There's there's not going to be a normal kind mm-hmm. of wedding for a while. No. Yeah, uh, I agree. But yeah. it's cool. Kind of keeps us on our on our feet and exactly. uh, learning to go with the flow and maybe learning yeah. to not be so like stuck in our little boxes of control right and anyone who's been like like on the edge of burnout from doing the yeah, same this sort of thing help like, all right cool yeah everything is different now so it's completely new ball game um, yep but, yeah 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 oh. right, cool so i got to listen to like six hours of my podcasts yesterday so that was cool nice nice yeah i did that the other day where i don't remember where i was oh i I had a a wedding in oh i was a second shooting in houston uh for uh ray whitney and um and i you know it's about an hour and a half two hour drive with traffic and i got to to power through a lot of podcasts and a lot of like the long form podcasts that I don't mm-hmm. always get to listen to like armchair yeah. expert or something like mm-hmm. that, where I've just kind of been like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I go through phases of where I'm only listening to like educational type uh, podcasts yeah. and stuff that'll like move my business forward. And yeah, I do the same. I feel like that's been this entire quarantine yeah i've just i've only wanted to to listen to stuff that's gonna grow the business and you know come out of this a better business and uh and now i'm slowly getting back into like oh yeah i have a couple comedy podcasts that those are those are funny i need to listen to that and yeah the true crime stuff yeah yeah no i did listen to an episode of the vanished that's one on spotify oh yeah yeah all right but i like you know the um life is short oh my gosh oh, <laughs> Justin yeah. Long. Justin Long. <laughs> i see yeah. my brain's not working today <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been like i i so i have kind of an ocd of like i have to finish something before i start something else and i really uh-huh. and i like his podcast so i've started at the beginning and i'm trying to work my way through to like because he's get only been doing it for a year. So I'm like, it's actually feasible yeah. for me to like get caught up. And right. It's not so, like 350 episodes. Right. Exactly. Which, I mean, I did that with Reply All one time. I mean, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're fantastic. I may have to redo that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Okay. Yeah. So. Their, their latest episode this week was, was really good. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, it threw me off because it wasn't Alex it and wasn't. PJ. Yeah. And I was like, wait, and did, did I click on a different one? <laughs> yeah. This, no, this I, I, I thought the first thing, but then I was like, I get why they're doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I feel like whenever they have like other 
um, other journalists in the Gimlet media realm on there, like doing a story, they usually started off and like, Hey, this week, oh, we have, yeah. you know, Shruti. Yeah. And they didn't this. Yeah. And You're it right. was just like, it straight did into, throw me. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm down for this. That's the first one I listened to yesterday. And then yeah. I moved on to, uh, Justin Long's and then I listened to one of the vanished and then continued on with Justin Long. <laughs> nice. Ended with Fran Drescher. Sweet. So that was a good one. Because oh, yeah. I love I love Fran Drescher. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan of the nanny. And actually one of my favorite movies when I was younger was um the Beautician and the Beast, where she plays a beautician who thinks that she's getting a job as like somebody's hair and makeup stylist in like a foreign country, uh-huh. but really she's getting a job as like a teacher for these kids, like the the king or whoever, the ruler's like kids, and it's a whole mess and it's really funny and it's really cute. Uh-huh. I love I saw it in the theater when I was like twelve and like loved it. <laughs> interesting i have never heard of that but, <laughs> it's so good but i i mean we we watched uh the nanny a lot yeah i mean pretty one. much anytime it was on it was like okay this is good did you know she, she was the writer for that yeah i didn't know that yeah i mean yeah. i didn't know at the time as yeah know, a kid watching it but yeah because i didn't i didn't care about right. writers when i was a kid <laughs> Well, uh, I didn't know about directors. I didn't know about writers, anything. I knew some some actors. And I was like, oh, yeah. that person from this thing. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't care. I, uh, it, was, it was fun. Like, uh, I know probably like late high school, I started um, noticing directors and like who was directing different movies. I still don't and stuff like that, that. Unless it's like you know, a really famous one that. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, I was like getting more into uh, movies and stuff and I wanted yeah. to be an actor. So I, I was knew like, that. Yeah. Since I was probably like seven, I wanted to be an actor. What? And yeah, that's what, one of the reasons why I don't have like a twang Texas accent is because I taught myself to not have an accent because I wanted to get as many parts as I could <laughs> and not always play like the, the Texas, uh, you know, hillbilly type country character. Uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to be an actor. I thought it was going to be a lot of fun. Uh, cause I saw Jonathan Taylor Thomas and, uh, uh, what, what's, uh, we just, we we're talking, no, we weren't talking about him. Um, there's JTT and JGL, JG, Joseph Gordon. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm. Yeah. And both yep. of them are like just a couple years older than me. So I saw them on TV shows, you know, Third Rock and uh, Home Improvement. Third Rock is and I was just so like, good and Home Improvement. Yeah. Like, you were like, are, I want to be that guy. I, w- I want to be them. <laughs> also, I wanted longer hair. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's longer hair. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, I wanted, I wanted to be an actor, and I just never made any steps toward it. I, never I was going to say, did you? Parents? What? Nope. <laughs> nope. They might be listening to this. And be like, I didn't know you wanted to be an actor because I did not tell them, and I made no attempts. Uh, I remember there was like some sort of Christian something 
uh, I don't know, they were like a traveling group that came through uh, like a talent agency. Mm-hmm. And they had placed people in a bunch of Hallmark movies and uh, like movies. Uh, what are those? Um, kind of like the Left Behind series and oh, yeah, Fireproof yeah. and and those kind of like Christian movies. And uh, and they were coming to Austin and we were living in Austin. I was probably like 11. And I was like, ooh, that would be cool. I need to go audition. And then I totally forgot to tell my parents and it passed and uh, and it didn't happen. But that was Aww. that was a dream that I had as a kid. Aww. To be to be an actor and to You know, we have an actually a pretty uh big thespian uh group here in this area. We have we lots do. of opportunities here. Lots of people have mm-hmm. actually become famous people from our area. They have, yeah. I so I know um, Nikki Peterson pretty well. Uh, oh yeah, that's, yeah, she's, you know she's Nikki. She's a talent. Yeah, I actually shot her wedding. That's right. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, a couple of years. It was like ago. a backyard actually, wedding, wasn't it? It was like her backyard or something. It was. It was a crazy backyard. Yeah. Yeah, but was, not like your normal backyard. Like ooh, a really, really no, cool backyard. This was, this was not like a like a, a low budget. Like let's say no. <laughs> no, this was like. Uh, is is very extravagant very cool the backyard was like there was a giant pool and a waterfall oh yeah that's right i remember now a plane like a crashed plane like the whole they had a theme for their backyard this is not nikki's backyard but she oh uh, okay a friend a friend let them use their ranch because they have a ranch with like exotic animals and stuff oh that's right okay uh, i thought there was like something about exotic animals i couldn't mm -hmm. remember exactly how that played it yeah so the theme of their backyard was that this plane had crashed and it was carrying exotic animals and then they had like a statue (laughs) of um, an elephant and then it had water like a fountain spraying out of its trunk so funny a bunch of other exotic animals around and then of course they had their ranch that just had like gazelles and all sorts of different exotic That's animals so, cool. uh, so yeah um, but she is a, a talent agent here yeah. locally and she has already recruited Maddox um, she was it. like we can't really start till he's six, but as soon as he turns six, I want him because uh, I think I think he'll be great. I was like, all right, well, <laughs> maybe maybe I can live my my actor uh, live vicariously through yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> vicariously through him if he's interested. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. He is not yeah. interested in getting getting uh, pictures taken or anything. Um, right. So. We'll see. We'll see how we'll being see where in front of a camera works. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't really know how we got onto that. Uh, but but yeah, that was a, that was a thing. <laughs> oh, um, and out of the rabbit hole we go. <laughs> out of the rabbit hole. Let's uh yeah, let's get into the topic uh, today. Thirty um, minutes later. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Thank you for everyone who did not skip ahead to this point. Uh, But yeah, so today we're talking about how you can, I always get this wrong, I always want to say 
over promise under deliver which let's is not do that the, that's the worst advice yes. uh, don't do that yeah <laughs> step one don't do that uh, <laughs> step two uh so we're, yeah we're talking about over no under promising and over delivering yes there we go. i need a i have it written down i should just read my notes sure uh, sure but yeah so i've there's a, a lot of controversy about this. Um, I don't know this uh, this way of going about things with your mm-hmm. with your clients. Uh, some people are are completely for it, and some people don't think that this is a great idea, and that it's not beneficial. Uh, there have been studies, and some of them show that it is great, and that people. Uh, do love it whenever you over deliver and that others are just like, there's no difference at all. Um, Mm -hmm. But from, uh, from, from the studies that align with, with what, uh, what my personal experience is, uh, it has been great. Um, Yeah. I mean, my own personal experience is that uh, they always appreciate when you over deliver. (laughs) So like, you know, I know I do. Yeah. Right. Like when you say, Oh, it's going to take me four to six weeks to get these back and you get them back in three to four. Yeah. I'm Uh I'm going to be excited about that (laughs) or, you know, but I could see on the other hand where someone might be like, well, why did it only take you three weeks? Like, you know, did you skip a step or two? Like, did you not do Mm -hmm. it right? I could see where. Are these not as good as they could have been if it was another three weeks? Right. Right. Um, but I feel like my clients that, that would never even cross their minds so no, i think i'm safe no and, and also with with weddings i mean you're just like you're so excited to have your photos back yeah because uh, i remember when we got our our sneak peek um which was mm-hmm. i don't know probably like two to three weeks after our wedding um because things have changed quite a bit a little bit yeah uh, where like industry standard back then was between three and six months to get right. all your photos back and that's even with digital, not waiting for like right, film. film scans and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but even with digital back then, it was you know three to six months. And if you got it before that, then that's awesome. And mm-hmm. we didn't even talk to them about how quickly. So it was a good six months after our wedding that we got our photos back. And we were just like, oh, cool. All right, they're here. Um, but, but yeah, I mean... I, one of the things that I was thinking of with um, like over delivering was um, Baker's dozen Mm. where uh, like Baker's, if, if you went to like a donut place and ordered a dozen donuts, they would throw in the 13th as the Mm -hmm. Baker's dozen as like a, a thank you, a little extra. Um, And then it has become a thing where you can order a Baker's dozen of, whatever the baker does yeah. dozen cookies and it comes with 13 right um but uh, but yeah it it like it started off as a way of of not really under promising but over delivering yeah and and i think that's a good distinction of where you don't want to like under promise and like sell yourself short of mm-hmm. like my um like talking about how uh, like the quality of your photos or something and just like 
you know, they're not that great, whatever, you know, these are, these right. are fine. Yeah. one, they're probably not going to hire you. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, they, they might be like, oh, wow, these are much better. Like this must've been a fluke or something. Cause you were adamant about how you didn't know how to shoot at night <laughs> or whatever. Um, so I think the, the under promising is what a lot of people have issue with in the whole yeah well and let's say so my definition of that whole like under promise over deliver is really Uh, just um to to give your there's a couple of different ways to look at this one um just to serve your clients really well so that you um you say it's going to take six weeks to get their pictures and you end up getting them to them in three to four weeks something like that that's under promising and over delivering um but then two i always like to give myself a buffer zone so when i Uh say like i'm gonna your pictures are gonna be uh, delivered within six weeks, I know that that should give me plenty of time so that if anything were to come up, if I'm unable to get it to them within three to five weeks or three to four weeks, whatever, then I know I still have that buffer zone. So it helps me out in the end as well. So I think there's, um, I think there's multiple different ways to look at why that's a good system to have. Um, Mm -hmm. and the same with like, you know, same day sneak peeks. Um, you know, I tell my clients I, I will do about 30 same day sneak peeks that I put up on iPads at the wedding. Most of the time I'm doing like 50 to 70. So they get a lot extra than what they thought they did. And it really, I batch edit those. I'm not like doing major edits on those. So it doesn't take me a ton of time. Um, so I can do that real quick. And then they're just like so excited because they got this like big sneak peek gallery that they get to look at the same night. And then I send it to them the next day. So that is just a small way to under promise and over deliver right there. Um, right. You know, those are just a few instances in my own mm-hmm. business that I use. Yeah. Yeah. I also do the same day sneak peeks at the reception and I don't tell them that that's part of the package at all um you know they may see like on my instagram like stories or something where i'm at a wedding and then i'm showing the couple and you know their family watching the sneak peeks and uh but that's not something that i have like itemized in the contract yeah i don't don't either it's not part of my contract either and i literally only tell them during the consultation and then half Mm. the time they've forgotten and the day of they're like oh my gosh i totally forgot you do this like so Mm -hmm. it's a super fun way to surprise your couple yep yeah and i it i also don't do it at every wedding because you know some of these uh like smaller weddings recently right i I don't have enough time or i'm i'm shooting by myself uh, right um, because a lot of time like i'll have my second photographer just taking pictures of people dancing while i'm finishing up the edits if uh if we didn't have time during dinner yeah Uh, but usually dinner is the time that i just me too edit those and you know have a little bit of food Maybe. Yeah, I think my rule of thumb is like if if there is a sit down dinner, that's the weddings that I do a sneak peek for. If yeah. there's not, then I don't have the time to because that's the only time I really get to sit down. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but yeah, but not not promising that they're going to have that mm-hmm. uh, would be, I guess, the under promising part. Um, yeah. 
And then whenever you do, whenever that is something that you can do, then that's over delivering. And every single one of my couples that's ever had a same day slideshow is just like, this is amazing. How did you do this? This is crazy. Um, And I, I also tell them like, these are very quick edits. Like I'm going to go through and like, don't expect me because I did 50 for your sneak peek. Don't expect me to have all 800 photos done. Uh, right. You know, it's like, oh, you did this in 30 minutes? Okay, so you should have the rest done in like, what, four hours? Um, right. Like, no, no, <laughs> that's that, not that, how that doesn't works. work that way. <laughs> uh, so yeah, kind of, I don't know, I, I talk to them about that. Uh, if you're yeah. planning to do same day sneak peeks, that's a good way of kind of telling them of like, hey, these are not the finished product, but this is a Gives little you an something idea. for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to not, um, to not like set your expectations too low. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you want to set expectations for them, but then like rise above and go above and beyond that over deliver above the, um, above the expectations that you set. And I mean, we, you kind of touched on it earlier. One of the ways that I do it is in timing mm-hmm. um, where like for a wedding, I'll tell my couples about, you know, six to eight weeks after their wedding, they'll have all their photos and they're usually, they usually have them within a month. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, I mean, recently a lot shorter than that because I don't have a lot of weddings and the weddings that I do have are not, you know 10 12 hour days they're right four hour weddings um so uh so that's one way to do it is like cutting down your time and mm-hmm. not not by lowering expectations of uh okay it normally takes me about you know four or five weeks to get through all of these to have them ready uploaded and everything for them so i'm going to tell them that it'll take 10 weeks and then they'll be amazed that it's half um yeah. but just like uh that little bit of extra time or i mean the the six to eight weeks for me is if i'm super busy that's about how long it takes yeah um, yeah that's uh, like, exactly for me too yeah, yeah. Like June yeah. a couple of years ago, I had six or seven weddings, um, which was just, you know, not the best scheduling for me. Um, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll take that one on, too. Sure, I'll do a doubleheader that weekend and then another doubleheader the next weekend. And, it's hard to uh, say no, y'all. <laughs> it is hard to say no, especially when they're offering you money and they're fun couples. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, I'm like, you know, this would be cool. Like, uh, like Nikki's wedding was one of those where I already had a very full June. She was like, Hey, I'm getting married in June and it's going to be this, and this is going to be, uh, the venue. I was like, okay, one, you're my friend Two, That's an amazing venue. This is going to be really fun. Uh, (laughs) but for a lot of those June weddings, I took pretty much the whole six to eight weeks. Um, yeah. And that's where I say that, that, technique I think can help you have some buffer room because mm-hmm. if you know that if you are on your game then you can get it to them earlier but if you promise them that earlier time and something happens you 
you happen to maybe overextend yourself or just like family stuff happens, you know, like a kid gets sick or you get sick or whatever the case may be. There's so many different things that can happen that can cause you to be behind on things. And wouldn't you Mm -hmm. rather know that you have an extra like three weeks that your clients are not expecting those pictures, then have to send them an email and say, Hey guys, I'm so sorry. I'm sick. My kid's sick, whatever I'm behind. It's going to take me an extra couple of weeks. So much better. If you can just get, even if you're just getting it to them on time from that, Mm -hmm. that timeframe that you told them so much better than having to say, Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm running late. It'll be. Yeah. And then if you're even a week earlier, a couple of days early, that looks so good for you, you know? Yeah. So yeah. for me, that's, that's, it's a fail safe for me even. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and you can kind of like, you can tweak it throughout the years. If you, mm-hmm. you know, if you start uh, outsourcing your editing and you're getting the oh, photos yeah. back by the end of the week after their wedding, then you can shorten your six to eight weeks to, you know, uh, three to four weeks and right. then still over deliver by getting them to them within two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and because that would be, you know, I, I know some people who, because they outsource, they're able to deliver photos like on the honeymoon where they're, yeah. getting, they're getting their photos on their honeymoon. And that's awesome. Um, not quite where I am right now or, yeah. or, or really like an aim for me. Um uh, it's hard to give up that control. I want to to do that at some point. I feel like, but I just don't know if I will be able to because that's a lot of control to give up. It is a lot of control to give up. Uh, I'm talking about your final product, you know. I know mm-hmm. that some people can do that, but I just I don't know. It's scary. Yeah, I I've talked to a few um, editors about that, uh, and. And they, they say that's like every single photographer that comes to them. I'm it's sure. It's like, I don't know if you'd be able to do it the way that I do, but like these people, they love editing. Yeah. And that's, that's like their passion, which is why they're doing it. Yeah. So you give it to them and then they're, they're just like knocking it out of the park, doing better than, uh, than I would. Cause my passion is not editing photos. Yeah, my my passion is, is taking the photos and creating yeah. relationships and like, uh, capturing those relationships on film. And then the editing part, uh, I mean, it is added for sure. Uh, yeah. like I, I do find a lot of joy in like, like adding adding my preset or something to it and then just like watching oh, the yes. raw photo Seeing just the, like it come to life come to life and then I'm yes. like ooh okay this is I like know, next so level fun. here yeah but i would imagine that if i send it to someone whose passion was taking photos and bringing them you know giving them more life uh they would probably be more oh no we'll have to have uh have to have an yeah, editor on here yeah we should have an editor on here that's a good idea mm-hmm. okay and then they'll right. they'll talk both of us into giving them all right. of our money <laughs> and it'll be cool <laughs> we'll we'll get some amazing photos and then we can deliver them like on the honeymoon in two weeks it'll be that's great that's what we want yeah it'll be cool um but yeah so like time is something that you can over deliver on mm-hmm. uh, by delivering before the agreed upon due date, um, which I know like, we have a few non-photographers uh, who listen as well. Um, 
which I know that that doesn't really translate much for like wedding cakes um, because you can't be like, hey, I know your wedding isn't until like next Friday, but it's Monday. <laughs> Here's your ready. cake. <laughs> it's like, Great. It's going to be stale and nasty by then. Um, but, um, but another way that you could is by like giving gifts. Um, yep because i i give welcome gifts for mm -hmm. all my couples mm -hmm. um at least you know i i didn't with these last few that hired me like the monday before their wedding but uh yeah. but, but but the regular regular couples um who are hiring you know six eight eighteen months out um they're they're all getting uh, little welcome gifts and it's yeah. not something that I talk to them about I'm not like oh yeah and then after I receive right. your deposit then I will be sending out a welcome gift the next week it's just a little extra something surprise um, that's just uh, kind of like a thank you and mm -hmm. um, and a uh, a gift of you mean something to me more than just another wedding on the books, another paycheck. Um, it's kind of building that relationship a bit. Uh, so that's, that's another way that you can over deliver is by giving something on top of whatever they purchase. Um, which yeah. I feel like even for, for like a baker, if someone, if someone orders a, a wedding cake from you, you could deliver, you know, uh, half a dozen cookies or something with uh, their wedding date on it or something special like that where it might it might cost you or, a little yeah. bit to do that um, or even just some like wedding day cookies for like the wedding party to have that morning or you know while they're getting ready yeah. you know just something like mm -hmm. hey here's a sweet treat hope you have a great day yeah yeah something, something like that, like that. Right. Where, where you could, um, I mean, you could even be, you know, if you had another order for, uh, you know, sugar cookies or something, just having extra dough. Uh, mm -hmm. cause I know my mom's a baker, so I know that bakers usually extra make dough extra dough. And, you know, if someone sure. puts an order in for, you know, 18 cookies or something, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to make enough dough for like three dozen and, then we're going to have extra cookies or, you know, extras just in case mess so, up yeah. the, the icing piping or whatever. And, right. uh, and even just delivering some just plain old cookies, uh, like they yes. don't have to be super fancy with no, their names or anything on it, but just like if I ordered uh, a cake and then I got the cake and a little bag of like, Hey, thanks for being a customer. Here's some extra cookies. I'll be like, this is awesome. I wasn't mm -hmm. expecting this. I'm going to eat all of these right now. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, like those little gifts are a good way of over delivering. Um, Ooh, or even a of... welcome gift from your baker, you know, of like a bride and groom cookie or, mm -hmm. or even a bride and groom, like cupcake or something that you could send to them and just say, thanks for hiring me. or Thanks for choosing whatever bakery. Just saying little things like that go a long way. Yep. They do. They do go a long way. And that's, I feel like, uh, like a lot of luxury brands do that mm -hmm. with extra gifts where, yeah. um, 
I don't know names, but, uh, you know, some luxury, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, there's, I don't remember. My mom bought something somewhere once that was like a luxury purse or a luxury makeup thing, maybe. I don't know. And then it like came with a little like gift baggie of like, hey, thanks for, like, you just spent a couple hundred dollars with us. Here's a little bag of like some of our favorite things or some of whatever. Um, I don't buy luxury items, so <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, that's what I was like. Where was that one time? <laughs> um, but uh, but like at, in the the wedding business, we are kind of you know we are luxury items. Very true. We are. Yeah, uh, finding cause... that more and more in this age. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's why uh, we were not essential for for that's so right. long. Uh, but uh, and in some places, you may be listening to this, and you're still not able to shoot weddings. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry, it'll come around again. We'll, we'll all be able to to get out there and do weddings. Um, I've I've seen a few here uh, locally that were like a couple hundred people. Oh no. Yeah. Well, because it's at 50% now. So if they're, if the venue is able to hold like three or 400 people, then 50% Mm. is 150, 160 people. Yeah. 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 I thankfully have not had any of those yet. Uh, All of, I think think the biggest wedding that I've had back so far was like 30 people. Um, Yeah. Cause like the one we worked together a couple weeks ago was only like I think there was maybe, maybe like 40, 50, maybe. I don't even know if there's that many. I know that they set out 70 chairs. Okay, and there was quite a few that were still, left. Yeah, because it was like social distancing chairs. Uh-huh. So uh, there was a lot that were empty. Uh, don't look great for, for photos, but you know, it's... It's part of it. It's yeah. part of the so time. Like 30 to 40 maybe so, people were there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was probably the biggest one that I've had back so far. Yeah. My next one's going to be big. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The one that I have in Oklahoma is going to be, they said about 150 people uh, yeah, because the venue can hold like 400. So right. they have plenty of space. I'm interested to see how the dance floor goes, but yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. You know, wearing masks, staying safe. Um, but yeah, like doing uh, even um, gifts before the wedding, like mm-hmm. a few weeks out, just a little something. Uh, I know some some photographer friends, uh, and uh, actually I know a, a DJ who does um, a an emergency kit, and they'll send. I keep meaning like, to put one a, together. I I have one. And it's just like one section of my camera bag. Well, I mean, like to give, but to give, yeah, 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 yeah. I Mm -hmm. have stuff like my stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been thinking about doing the same thing um, because I saw this this DJ who did it, and I was like, that's really cool. I wouldn't have thought like a DJ, yeah, giving uh, you know a day of emergency kit, right? Yeah, and it's just it's got all the you know, sewing kits and band-aids and aspirin and all the things uh, yeah. that you need um, or might need on the wedding day. And uh, and doing something like that, just like sending that ahead of time. Uh, that way they have that for the wedding day and they don't have to 
think like I send in my wedding guide, I have a list of all the things that I carry with me. Yeah. Um, that I also tell them like, these are great things to have on your wedding day. And you know, if you hire me, you will have all of these things. I will be there with all of them. Um, but putting, putting something together like that would be a great way to go above uh, expectations. And like, yeah. I know if I, if I receive that, I'd be like, that's awesome. I was going to buy these like the week before the wedding. Now I have them. All I have to do is just remember to bring this box with me. Yep. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. And yeah. And then, so we talked about time. Time mm-hmm. is a good way of of adding value, uh, of uh, over-delivering. Um, and then gifts. And also, like, other, other ways to add value would be... Um, uh, like a, a wedding guide or mm-hmm. planning guide, a styling guide, uh, like wardrobe guide for engagements, all those kind of things that they're not really hiring you for that reason. Uh, yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, we're going to hire you to take our pictures. And then they get uh, a styling guide for, you know, what to wear for engagement photos. Cause that can be overwhelming trying to yeah. match things. And uh, like, I wouldn't know what colors not to go. I know, I know some, I know some colors don't go well together. Uh, like probably orange and red. You wouldn't want to wear those together. Is that, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, probably not. I, I, I probably have to reference my own styling guide. I, was... <laughs> I have like a color wheel and everything that shows like complementary <laughs> colors and all that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm... I always offer to after they've booked and they get their engagement session guide, I always tell them feel free to like text or email me pictures of outfits that you are thinking about and I can help guide you through that process oh, yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So you know it's always a good way to get people to dress how you want them to also right yeah because i know you tell your couples like you want them to dress like super super fancy i do yeah yeah and even their uh casual outfits i prefer them to still be like sundresses and (laughs) so still Mm -hmm. like casual dressy you know yep yeah which which because you've been doing that you tend to attract those couples who well like my couples and, tend to think that it's expected so they do it and yeah and yeah and exactly they like it yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's uh, yeah like i i used to do um i don't do too many uh family sessions anymore but i used to do a ton uh like a couple hundred a year and yeah. uh, and i would have people is probably due to my price range too but i would have some people that would just like show up in like uh uh like an undershirt tank top and yeah. cargo pants cargo shorts for the dude and i was like okay all right cool i mean like whatever makes you feel comfortable and like you're you're good like i will still take take pictures for you you have paid me to do this um but it was definitely not something that i shared on right. uh, my portfolio or anything like that because it was not the the style like the wardrobe that I was uh 
wanting to attract and then i was like oh i should probably like give them guides of like these are some good mm-hmm. casual I know. outfits i need these to redo my great, family like, guide super fancy yeah i need to i need to redo mine. mine's so old <laughs> yeah yeah i think I just don't uh, do the last time i updated it was like 2018 2017 yeah me too uh, like I should probably at least update the photos because my photos right. are much better than they were. Like I know, then. right? I I literally sometimes put a caveat when I send it off and say, just by the way, I haven't updated the photos in this in a few years. the The content yeah. is gold, but the, the, just ignore the pictures. Ignore the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like hopefully this yeah, doesn't scare be... you off. <laughs> so okay cool well we're both going to be working on that (laughs) i'm actually uh, updating my wedding guide right now i'm almost done with it and i have one piece left i just updated mine new photos and kind of a new style Um, Mm -hmm. because i had i had purchased jenna kutcher's wedding guide years ago and I pretty much, like, whenever I got it, I just, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I will just plug in a photo here and leave this the same. And I will change the wording here, but I'm going to leave the same font and the same style and look. Yeah. Um, but my website looks nothing like it. Yeah. Um, and uh, my style was very different than jenna kutcher's style uh, yeah so now i have completely <laughs> overhauled Revamped the it. the whole thing yeah. <laughs> uh, to where like That's i think though. it it started off as like a like a 20 28 30 page mm-hmm. guide and mine is like 40 something yeah and uh bunch bunch of other stuff so it looks more like me now which is yeah which is great which is what i'm wanting yeah absolutely uh, but yeah, I just I just finished up mine um, since since I have a lot more uh, free time to not uh, not have to edit photos and mm-hmm. did had uh, weekends like this weekend where I don't have a wedding and uh, and I yep. can work on work on stuff like that and get more blogs out and all yes. all the things. So so what I've been telling myself because you know I have a hard time like not finishing like i have to finish something before yeah so so how i that was holding me back because i had all of these um galleries that i need to deliver and my brain was thinking that's one project so Mm -hmm. what i've told myself now is that i have to complete two galleries like regular galleries or one wedding and then i can work on another like project like so like the wedding guide or like my website okay but yeah so nice. i'm still completing a project <laughs> so i can move on to the next thing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i had because i um over this whole uh quarantine time um i have revamped my website my styling Mm -hmm. like wedding guide uh my pricing page i redid my uh like slideshow video and like beat match to music and all that Um, but all of those were big product or projects so i had to piece it apart to where i was like okay i'll finish 
uh, you know, finish editing this engagement session, and then I'll work on two pages of my styling guide, or yeah. I'll yes. work on like uh, I'll I'll collect all the photos that I want in the slideshow, but then maybe tomorrow or Friday I'll do put it together or whatever. Like, pick the song. And then yeah. next Tuesday, I'll actually start beat matching everything or like put it yeah. in order that I want. And then, so yeah, it was, uh, it was much easier to get it done um, once I had like kind of pieced it apart into mm-hmm. these are the little steps that I can do every now and then. Because um, yep. even with That's my website, what I'm, doing. Like, I'm just going to redo my pricing page. Now I'm going to redo my about me. Yep. And uh instead of doing everything um, all in the same day because that gets tiring. Yes. And I don't like doing the same thing for an extended period of time where like redoing your website is going to be like 10 hours of just, Mm -hmm. you know, creating copy and picking photos and drag and drop and move stuff around. Um, Even though like show it is super easy to do all of that. It's still me you know, having to make decisions and yeah, absolutely. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> totally. I think that's about it f- that I had for, um, for under-promising yeah. and over-delivering. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it's a good way to run your business. I, I feel like it is. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it keeps, it keeps my clients happy. So I'm gonna keep it doing does. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and whenever uh, I, I've I found that I get a lot more reviews when I over deliver because people are just like excited. they're so excited that they they got their photos earlier than expected and then they're yep. like okay what so then whenever you send that email and you're like hey you know here are three places that you can leave reviews that would be amazing it would help me out so much they're like oh yeah I will totally do that let me yep. make time you know, five minutes to do this right now, instead of, you know, if you said, you'll get your photos in eight weeks, here's your photos on the eight week day at 11 PM or something. And then they're, they're just like, Oh, okay, cool. I mean, we got them when you said, uh, but they might not be as excited as if you over delivered, um, so that is, really? that is a good thing to do, especially if you are trying to get some good reviews, uh, which reviews help a ton um, with booking new clients. Yep. yep. As we have good talked stuff. about in episode whatever <laughs> it was where we talked about uh, how to get reviews. Yeah. Uh, so if you're interested in that, go listen to that one. It was probably like, I don't know episode i'm gonna say 17 um probably not right but you know we'll go go with it (laughs) 17 was a was an amazing episode totally so myself yeah Yeah, that cold open oh so good (laughs) all right also well so john what are you liking today i know we kind of covered it or this week i mean what did, oh wait, did we cover? Did I talk about what I was left? We kind of were talking about what we were had been doing in the middle, but we didn't really. So oh, okay, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't talk about the the things that You'd I probably written uh, you didn't. I I so. did. Oh okay. <laughs> so well, uh, I kind of covered it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to confuse you. Like, did I talk about things? Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I 
So I listened to uh, my brother's podcast yesterday. Uh, okay. He had a new episode that came out uh, with uh, Mylon Wood, and it was uh, very entertaining. I liked it a lot. I also, um, she and I both do something that I didn't know anyone else did. I thought it was just a weird thing that I did uh, as a kid. Um, but she she mentioned it uh, in the podcast, which was that um, that she and I um, will, or at least it was more whenever I was a kid, where um, I would think, you know, what if, like, my dad was looking through my eyes right now. So if I was doing something that I shouldn't, or if I was at a place that I shouldn't be, and I was like, oh, but what if my dad was looking through my eyes right now? I would just like avert my eyes from whatever <laughs> would, would get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, if I look over here, my, I won't yeah. get in trouble. <laughs> if he's looking through my eyes right now, he's only seeing my feet, and, uh, and and I can't get in trouble if he's like, oh, well, I see that John's looking at his feet. He's weird, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it was a thing where I would I would think like, oh, if so and so was looking through my eyes right now, like, uh, all I want them to see this because I want them to be jealous of me being at this location or whatever and it is a weird thing that uh, I, don't, so I don't know funny. I don't think I actually thought that people were able right. to look through my eyes but yeah. it's just a weird thing that I did mostly as a kid kind of grew out of that but I still to this day think that I might be on the Truman show <laughs> um, so I will look around for hidden cameras um, and uh, like any, I'm also very clumsy. So sometimes I'll be at home by myself, you know, Taylor's taking the kids to the park or something to give me time to work. And I get up to go get water or whatever. And I walk into a door jam and I'll just like hit the door jam. And then I'll look at like the, uh, <laughs> the smoke detector as like, yeah, well, you know, that's me. <laughs> As just imagining an audience like laughing just, yeah, at just you. Imagining, yeah, like just the entire world watching me on on TV <laughs> through this smoke detector hidden camera. Oh, that uh, makes me want to go so, watch the Truman Show. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Such a good, a good movie. Show. Kind of sad, but it is sad, uh, but also at, good. at parts, but also yeah. very funny. Yeah, uh, I really liked it. It was one of my favorite Jim Carrey movies. Yes. Uh, yeah. I saw it in the movie theater twice. Nice. I really liked it. <laughs> I don't remember going to the movie theater as a kid. You were younger. Yeah, I was like, I want to say I was like 13 or 14 when it came out. Yeah. 15. It's probably probably about right. I have no yeah. idea what, what year it came out. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember going to movies in theater until maybe... Maybe when I was, yeah, probably like 12 or 13, I remember us going to a little dollar theater where it was like 50 cents to go see a mm. movie. And, uh, but yeah, so, so that was a weird thing. And that, uh, <laughs> that podcast that, uh, that I enjoyed. Oh, I don't think I said the name of the podcast. Uh, so it's uh, Overexposed. 
It is the film photography podcast. My brother hosts it and has film photographers on there. Um, but yeah, it was really cool because I was like, wait, someone else does this? And uh, yeah, That's and like funny. we, she and I had a whole conversation on Instagram afterwards uh, going back and forth about all these weird things that we do. Uh, That's too funny. <laughs> about uh, the conspiracy theories of people watching us constantly. <laughs> Um, let's see. The other thing I'm loving is, um, oh, the documentary, uh, 13th on Netflix, um, about the 13th amendment and like going, it's, it's, uh, about like mass incarceration and the whole, um, it, it kind of shows how America went from like uh jim crow laws to after the civil rights movement and then like shortly after that came the war on drugs which Mm -hmm. was like Mm -hmm. focused on uh getting you know people of color and people in poverty into prisons and how like there is a loophole in uh the 13th amendment that allows um for i just read off on this yeah so yeah it allows slavery if they are incarcerated in prison Mm -hmm. as a way to work off their yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it's it's a really good documentary um there's a couple stories that kind of hit home um there's one kid that like got picked up for doing nothing and then they told him that they would take him to trial and uh and if if he pleaded guilty he would be able to get you know get off with probation but then if he didn't and went to trial that they could get him and he'd be in prison for 30 years or something uh and he was like i didn't do anything and he went to trial and they ended up convicting him somehow. Um, but it was, it was very similar. My dad had a similar story uh, where he was accused of something that he didn't do. And then the police lied that they had evidence. And then he, um, in in fear of, because they were like, yeah, well, you can either have probation if you plead guilty and that's fine. You can see your kids grow up or you can uh, try to go to trial. We have all of this evidence against you. And he was like, I don't know how you have this. I didn't do it. Um, but they said that they had all these things um, mm. and that that he would definitely lose and then he would spend, you know, at least... 20 or more years in prison and uh yeah so he went the other way and pleaded guilty and then found out that they were just lying the whole time uh so they had they had nothing and it was it was a whole big thing and yeah it's uh i don't know that that story hit home a lot Mm -hmm. uh, for me watching the documentary um so yeah it's it's a good one and uh it's it's a it's a hard one yeah uh, it's a hard watch and uh very very deep very uh very sad just that that's mm-hmm. our history that's what's going on that's our history that's our our current yeah. that's our present mm-hmm. uh, of yeah. what's what's currently happening um yeah and uh yeah 
So, uh, so I'm not loving that that's going on, but I am loving the documentary and that it's shedding light on things. And, and yeah. you know, when you shed light on things, uh, things start to change. Uh, yep. So I'm excited for yep. that. What are you loving this week? I mean, really, all I've had time for is to, to listen to my, my Justin Long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we did watch a movie last night, night. No, night before last. I got home way too late last night. Um, called um, uh, The Wrong Missy. And okay. it's a fairly new one that came this that on Netflix. And it's um, David Spade. And okay, I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of bad language in it, (laughs) but overall, like, it's a really funny movie. So, I recommend the wrong Missy. The wrong Missy. Huh? What's what is it? What is it about? Premise. Yeah. What's the premise? The the plot. Yeah, uh, he goes on a really weird, crazy blind date. And then he meets, and and her her name is Melissa, short for Missy. And then and he meets he, the wrong Missy. He meets another Melissa in the airport who seems like the perfect person for him, and he starts texting her, oh. not realizing he's actually texting the other girl. And oh. hijinks ensue. Okay. I'll leave it at that because if I say anything else, then I'm going to give away the whole plot, and it's okay. so funny. So, okay, cool. Yeah, and it's David Spade. So if you like David yes. Spade, I'm sure it would yeah. be great. It's good. Which it's good. I still think that his his best movie was The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> that is a really good movie. <laughs> it is. It is uh, probably my favorite Disney movie <laughs> of all time. I don't know. We one. did talk about uh, the Goofy movie whenever Phil was on the podcast. <sighs> I love a goofy movie. I still haven't we, watched that. I need to watch that. I was going to say, me and I, the I kids said, went and watched it, and Harrison actually loved it, and he watched it like four or five times after that. Yeah. He loves it. I, so every time that we open up Disney+, Plus, uh, it is Moana or Frozen. Um, or oh, Forky see, we're out of that face. <laughs> we are not out of that face. <laughs> yeah, we're out of that face, Because yeah. Lydia is too, and that is... Right. You know, if she's asleep, then you know, Maddox wants to watch Doc McStuffins or something. Uh, yeah. So I just need to be like, hey, I'm going to watch a movie. <laughs> you can watch it with me. A goofy movie now. That's what I've been doing lately, is he'll come and sit next to me, and I'm like, well, I'm going to watch a movie. You can watch it with me, and I'll put it on... a one that I want to watch and I want him to watch because if I say, mm-hmm. what do you want to watch? Then first of all, it'll take us a full 10 minutes to scroll through every single thing that Disney has to offer to find the one that he oh. might possibly want to watch. <laughs> Super. Oh yeah. See Maddox just wants to watch the same thing over and over <laughs> and it is, it'll be the same thing. It was the same when he was two years old when all he wanted to watch was inside out and we watched oh, that. That's a good one. Probably about 150 times that year. Yeah. And uh, now he's and, done that with, with movies. Like still Sing. Like movie. Yeah, that's a good one. Sing oh, yeah. is one that we yeah. watched over and over and over and over and over. And also uh, Secret Life of Pets, both one and two. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over. Those are yeah. those are three of his favorite movies. But yeah. you know, those are pretty good. We They're we like the good. Secret Life of Pets mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, those are the, good. The, I like the music. Yeah, it gets, me too. It gets stuck in my head, and then I'm just like, 
it's good okay well great i put i put that the theme song that you know that the song the first song that comes on when they're like walking through the welcome to new york yeah whatever yeah yes i don't know whatever it is that happy Mm. song but um i put it on my playlist so whenever it comes on here's a good secret life of pets I should add that to their their kid dance music uh, playlist. Yes. <laughs> so. Sweet. Okay, right. so the David Spade movie. Yes, and, and, and Justin Long. Long's the, uh, uh, Life is Short. Life is Short. Is podcast. It's really Sweet. good. It's a good one. Cool. It's entertaining. It's very, it's him it and It is brother. entertaining. That's it. Cool. Okay. Well, sweet. Um, do we want to announce our uh, our rescheduled sure. workshop date? Sure. Okay, cool. So we had a, a workshop, online workshop scheduled for June 4th. Um, and it was uh, uh, on social media marketing. We were going to be like diving deep into um, all, all the things social media. Um, However, that was, you know, right at the beginning of uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, really picking up a lot of steam. And that was like during the, uh, the muted week where uh, yeah. well, we had both decided that we were going to take a step back and amplify some uh, black voices that needed to be yes. heard at that time. And we didn't feel like it was appropriate to then do our workshop that week. Uh, so pushed it back a couple weeks it is going to be june 30th now uh mm-hmm. which is a tuesday it is tuesday after next if you're watching this live um so yeah june 30th we're gonna post in the group um later today or tomorrow uh with the link where you can sign up if you have already signed up for the june 4th uh, workshop and you were already on the list um, we're going to be emailing you today so you'll have all the info about that and you're still going to be on the list to be in that workshop uh, but if you missed that or didn't even hear about it then uh, then you have a second shot to get in it's a it's a free workshop you don't have to pay anything um, it's going to be over zoom uh, so it's a it's a private thing where we can we can talk to y'all. Y'all can uh, ask any questions, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're excited. It'll be fun. Yep. It's going to be great. So yeah. Awesome. Right. Well, thanks for joining us today. All right. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark Podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark Photography Podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.